and welcome to Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure. Yeah, I was going to say ho, 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 but I didn't, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. Do you want to do it again? Yeah, all right. Hello! Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> It's Christmas. It is. It is. And welcome to Darren and Matt's 80s Adventure. (laughs) My name is Matt. And my name is Darren. And this week we are looking at Trading Trading Places. Places. Episode 70. Oh, I think we missed a trick here. Did we? We should have like traded places this week. So I did the charts (laughs) and you did the synopsis. Confusing me a little bit. That would have been, yeah. Confusing. We should have traded places. Luckily, we didn't. (laughs) No, we didn't. (laughs) There's still, no, there's not time. No, there isn't. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, as usual, good week. Yeah, not a bad week at all, my friend. And there's an update on your tooth, though, isn't there? There is. For anyone that's interested, which is probably no one, uh, on Tuesday, I went to see a very, very nice man uh, at the dentist, a man called Ben, and he basically whipped it out. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, what about the tooth? Hey! <laughs> Uh, no, he, uh, it was. Um, I said to him when I was there because last time I had a tooth out, it took nearly two hours to get the bugger out. Oh yeah, and was it cracked and crumbled and all that, and it was fucking horrible. So it sounds like you could write a blues song about that. <laughs> <laughs> cracked and crumbled. Cracked and um, crumbled. So yeah, he was very gentle. Uh huh. Hey. Gentle Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, pretty much. Uh, and he talked me through anything he was going to do, and he was very good. And literally, it was out within about two minutes. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, and we chat, chatted about the, the podcast and stuff, and he oh, said, can I have a listen? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, Hello, Ben. Hello, Ben. Thank you very much for taking my tooth out. It's absolutely great uh, and was worth every penny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but at least the bugger's out. At least it's gone now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had a few gigs this week, and uh-huh. it's just... I'm just feeling that Christmas excitement. Mm-hmm. So, because obviously we record a few weeks in advance, I'm yep. getting the tree down this week. Nice, nice. Ooh, yeah. 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 yeah, lovely, lovely. So next week it's all gonna be up. Yep, decorated. Yep, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but also, this week, well, I do have a bit of a surprise for you this week because I thought you know your tooth might still be hurting. So, mm-hmm. um, I have with me, oh, I have with me two cups. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, right. I have two cups. One of which mm. contains something very, very nice and sweet. Right. One of which does not. So, and you basically <laughs> have to choose which cup you want to drink and I'll drink the other. Am I allowed to ask, ask any questions? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> right. Okay. So one of the cups yeah. has caramel vodka. Ooh, nice. Mm. Nice. That'll do the teeth the world of good. Yeah. 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 And the other one has fireball. Oh, you evil bastard. Do you know what? Fireball came from, there's a guy I know in the States, and he was like telling me about this fireball, cinnamon whiskey. Mm. Yeah, you tried it once, didn't you? I did. You didn't like it, did Hated you? Hated it, yeah. Right, so yeah. exactly. So one of them you're going to really oh, like. God. You can't, and basically, you choose which cup you want, and you have to drink it. You're not allowed to smell first, so you know what it is. You have okay. to just drink it, okay? As in down it. Mm-hmm. Is it a... It's a so, shot. It's so, a shot. Okay. Uh, and how okay. are we going to do this? Um, Left hand, right hand? Yeah, basically. Tell me which hand you want. Just point at the cup. Well, that'll work well on podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tell me which cup. I will go with right hand. My right hand. Your right hand. All right. So I just have to drink it. Yeah. I I genuinely, I don't know because they're similar (laughs) colours as well. So three, two, one. Oh, I know what you got then. (laughs) 
Oh, wow. Oh, oh my tooth hurted. <laughs> it's actually... Oh, you dirty, dirty bastard. Oh, so Darren got really the fireball. It at the back of the throat, doesn't it? <laughs> Darren got the fireball and I had the caramel vodka. Now. <gasps> right, well, we'll do another shot of that at the beginning of the next section, shall we'll we? Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wowzers. Okay, um... Well, I've got a little surprise for you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nothing as evil as that. Uh-huh. Uh, during the week, my car had to go in for its service. And you bought a DeLorean? Uh, no, I didn't. Right, okay. I can't, I can't quite afford one of those yet. Uh, yes, yeah, so the car went in for a service, and it had a nice valet. It was valeted by oh. Audi, and they found something in the car. They found my wallet! Your fucking wallet! <laughs> <laughs> Which has been missing <laughs> since since Rewind. Since Rewind in <laughs> August, it's now. <laughs> well, I'm assuming it's yours. It's not yes, mine. Yes, it's definitely my wallet. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I've yeah. got my wallet back. <laughs> you got your fucking wallet back. <laughs> I know it makes me sound really unorganized. Because, mm-hmm. But the thing is, I do just use my cards uh, on my phone. So I don't ever really use a wallet. I mean, I took uh-huh. a wallet to Rewind. That's amazing. That's Let's check it's all there. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure it is. It's, uh... Uh, okay. Well, there was £700 in unmarked <laughs> notes, but you know, it's... Well, you know, I had to pay for me two somehow. Of course. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Oh, that's brilliant. Ideal. Yeah, that's great. Good. Fuck it out. They found my wallet. Oi, oi, oi. Well, there we go. Oh, that Fucking stuff is burning the shit out of my throat. Yeah. And by the way, this is, we're what, seven or eight minutes in? We mm-hmm. have not talked about the film at oh, all. Oh, yeah. Shit. Are we even said oh, yeah, we said we're doing training places. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we are doing training places. <laughs> oh, thank you, buddy. No worries. No worries. I was going to text you and let you know. I thought, nah, I'll reveal it on the Reveal on the, it on, on the podcast. podcast. God, it just shows how our brains work now with this. Anyway, I'm assuming we've got some facts from 1983. Yes, we do. Should we go back then? All right. Okay, Darren, here are some facts from 1983. Now, at the time the film was released, which was what? Uh, it was quite early in America, wasn't it? Was it June the 7th? Uh, yeah, 6th slash 7th. 6th slash 7th. So, uh, here are the UK and American film charts, the top five. In the UK, at number five was Local Hero. Oh, yeah. Brings a slight bell for me as well. I've got a feeling... Uh, Capaldi <laughs> might have been in that. I mean, I love it. I, I might have made that up completely. But yeah, I remember the poster. I think it's uh-huh. just a red telephone box sort of on the moor. Oh, somewhere. well, that was a bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right, and number four was Tootsie. Tootsie, yeah. Oh, that's... I, I've, I've got fond memories of that. Yeah, I haven't seen it probably since I was an adult, to be honest. No. But it's on the list. And we've it? been adult a long time, haven't you? Fuck it's, you. Right, okay. Number three, Halloween, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. <laughs> See, that one keeps coming around. Mm. Keeps coming around. We're going to have to get on the we list. We are going to have to get on Pretty quick, I think. Uh, number two, Star Wars, Return of the Jedi. Mm, never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and number one, I mean, looking at this, how did they get away with this? Octopussy. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? That was number one. Uh, <laughs> so that had just come out in the UK that week. Nice. Uh, in America, then. We had number five was War Games. Ooh. Got an episode on that if yeah, you want to listen to that. that. Look back, look back. Uh, number four was Psycho 2. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Number mm-hmm. three, Training Places. It opened in at number three. Okay. But it could not take on the, the giants that were Octopussy at number two. Yeah. And number one, Return of the Jedi, of which was the biggest film of that year. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, some other facts uh, of that year. So, Sally Ride. Is that the woman they sing about in Mustang Sally? <laughs> right, Sally Ride. <laughs> yeah, there we are. She's nice. the first, first woman in space. Um, well, I guess it needed a bit of cleaning by that point. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's a joke. I mean, you know, I give you a little bit of cinnamon and... <laughs> That's it. Yeah, <laughs> this sexism has started already. That's it. He's taken off his t-shirt. He's got all, he's got like a string vest on with egg stains. <laughs> um, another thing. So the UK was hit with red rain. Oh, is this some sort of sand thing? Yeah, yeah. So the winds in the Sahara Desert, you know, uh, entering the atmosphere—not the winds, but the, the sand, I assume—and then yeah, whipped so up and shipped over. The droplets appeared red in colour. Mm. Nothing to do with uh, Super Snooper. No. <laughs> I mean, he, his powers wouldn't function. <laughs> um, also in the UK, Great Britain introduces the pound coin. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. Remember it well. But I do remember having pound notes and feeling yeah. rich. You were Absolutely. So rich. I'm pretty sure we said this fact before anyway about pound <laughs> notes, but yeah, probably. there we are. Uh, so, although the patent won't be filed until next year, 1984, Chuck Hull, I mean, Chuck Hull. In. He's got to be American, surely. Probably. Goddamn. <laughs> Goddamn Chuck Hull. <laughs> he invents 3D printing. Oh, oh, wow. Mm. Though he calls it, right, bear with me, stereolitho- stereolithography. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's easy for you to yeah, say. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and finally, John Slane sets the world record for the largest construction made from playing cards. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How big? I mean, he used three... Point nine one million cards. What to build? Just a, just a structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his record God. remained until the nineties. Wow. I mean, that's a lot of time on your hands to Isn't it? to use three point nine one million. It's yeah. <laughs> nearly four million cards. Has he got a job? Wait. Well, no. No. <laughs> Clearly not. I mean, uh, uh, you know, no offense, John, um, but get a job. Fucking. Hell. It's not like you're going to space. Or... Yeah. Or inventing 3D printing like Chuck. Yeah. And there we Chuck. are. So those are some facts from 1983. <laughs> uh, but we, uh, but we have a little look at the charts. Trading Places went on limited release in Canada and the USA on the 7th of June 1983, and on general release in Canada and the USA on the 8th of June 1983. And so this week we are looking at the UK top 10 for the week commencing the 5th of June 1983. At number 10 this week, falling five places from last week's number five, it's The Beat and Can't Get Used to Losing You. It's a rise of 21 places this week to number nine for Irene Cara and Flashdance, What a Feeling. This week's highest new entry is at number eight, it's David Bowie and China Girl. And it's a non-mover at number seven for Joe Boxes and Just Got Lucky. Rising two places from last week's number eight to this week's number six, it's Booker Newbury III and Love Town. And falling from last week's three to this week's five, it's New Edition and Candy Girl. Up from last week's number six to this week's number four, it's Bob Marley and the Whalers and Buffalo Soldier. And into the top three, rising one place from last week's number four, it's Yazoo and Nobody's Diary. It's a non-mover at number two for Wham and Bad Boys. And another non-mover at number one for The Police and Every Breath You Take. And that was the UK Top 10 for the week commencing the 5th of June, 1983. Yeah, 
okay, that's a good week. God, that's a good number one. Yeah, a, a, a good, actually a really good top ten. Stalkerish though, isn't it? What's that? Every breath you take, it's a little bit like... <laughs> yeah, bad boys. I also, I, I quite also like the where they sampled it and used it uh, years later in... Um, oh, yeah. yeah the, was it Puff Daddy or something? Uh, or Piddly Diddly, whatever he's yeah, called this week. What, what he was called then. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember the video where yeah. he fell off the motorcycle, didn't he? Yeah, the like, car and how would you nod around, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> you know, it was... It was it's like he's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you want to go at Buffalo Soldier as well? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's a really good. There's only a couple of songs that I don't really know. I just just got lucky. I remember Joe Boxes, uh, Boxer Beat. We saw them at uh, Let's Rock last year. Were we sober? Uh, I think they were playing the minute we walked in. Oh, so no, then no. <laughs> <laughs> Love Town for Booker Newbury the Third. I mean, that's a name, isn't it? Booker Newbury the Third. Yeah, yeah. Candy Girl, that's a good song, you know. Uh, a new edition, they sound very much like the Jacksons. Okay. Candy Girl, you're my world. Very high pitched uh, little little boys. Uh, but yeah, so that's the the top. T- obviously, one of the best songs ever at number eight, David Bowie and China Girl. Oh, he's great. Yeah, uh, he's awesome. He can do no wrong, that man. I agree. So just outside the top ten, then at mm-hmm. fourteen, you got Temptation from Heaven Seventeen. We've seen them. We're just name dropping all the time. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, True at 16 from Spandau Ballet. Saw one of them. Yep. Well, no, we've we seen two of them uh, in separate places. Oh, yeah, he, he was DJ. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, blah, 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 blah. In a Big Country from Big Country at 17. 18, I guess that's why they call it the Blues. Elton John. Oh. Seen him. <laughs> <laughs> Our Lips Are Sealed from the Fun Boy 3 at 23. That's a good song. Mm-hmm. Um Glory, Glory, Man United at 25. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I've got that one on vinyl somewhere. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, and at 38, want to be starting something from Michael Jackson. Oh, that's a great song. Yeah. Also, with Elton John, uh, today, in fact, uh, the day recording mm-hmm. uh, on Disney Plus yeah. is Elton John's concert that we saw this year. Uh, I think it's at one of the stadiums in America. Oh, right. I see. I thought you meant it, but it's, it at Hyde it's Park. not the Hyde Park, but right. it's the exact concert we oh, saw. Okay. So that'd be nice to be a bit closer. And does he talk to the audience? Have you watched any of it? I haven't watched any. It came out okay. today. So It's just that somebody else that I know saw him on the Wednesday before we saw him, uh, which I think was a Friday. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they said he was really rude, didn't speak to anyone, didn't talk to the crowd at all. Oh. Uh, but his kids were there on the Friday, weren't they? So. Yeah, so of course um, it did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there we are. Anyway, so, off on one. That's the uh, the UK charts for that week. Excellent. Right. Let's move on to Darren's challenge. So every week, Darren has a challenge to link last week's film to this week's film. So it's every- catching, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> So every week, Darren has a challenge to link last week's film to this week's film in a certain amount of steps. And uh, so start with five steps, then four, then three, then two. And this week, he has two steps to get from last week's film, which is... Lethal Weapon. To this week's film, which is... Trading Places. Can it be done? Let's find out. Okay, as Matt says, we've got to get uh, from Lethal Weapon to Trading Places in two steps. So we're going to start with Tom Atkins, who was one of the stars of Lethal Weapons. (laughs) I just think about Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Lethal Weapons. (laughs) So we're going to start with Tom Atkins, who was one of the stars of Lethal Weapon. So step one. 
Tom Atkins was in Escape from New York with Donald Pleasance. And step two, <laughs> Donald Pleasance was in Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. And that's the two-step challenge. Nice. Thank you. God, this is going to take some editing, isn't it? I, t- I don't envy you next week, though. Yeah, oh, oh, oh. Mm. oh, oh, yeah. Mm. Sure. One step. Mm. But, but I don't know. What I mean, you don't know what the film is, yeah. so it doesn't really matter, does it? You know, yeah, we're keeping that going. Yeah, well done, though, man. <laughs> Thanks, the, mate. You definitely do that a lot more than you don't. It's in, you, you're, yeah, you're, it's, your, it's pass, the, your pass rate is very good. It's usually the one step that. Uh, is the one that screws me over. I, I'm always on tender hooks when it comes to the one step. I'm like, has he done it? And then mm. sometimes you kind of draw me Ooh. in with like, oh, I haven't. And then you <laughs> actually have. Did. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's the challenge. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so now, initial reactions. <laughs> Being an even numbered episode, I'll go first. So, um, yeah, it's. On the whole, I really, really enjoyed this film. I knew how you felt just by your yeah. That's how long we've <laughs> known each other. Uh, there's a lot to recommend this film, and it is very, very funny in places. I'm not sure that it has a, um, I don't want to say moral, because that's a bit too Inspector Gadget. I'm not sure that the outcome is particularly nice. It, it, it just sort of... For want of a better phrase, and then says will kick my ass for saying it, it is what it is, the, mm-hmm. the, the end. Um, but along the way, it's a good fun ride, mostly. Uh, and it is very, very funny in places. And I, I really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, so that's my initial reaction. Excellent. Yourself? Mine? Yeah, ditto. So let's take a little break. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same, buddy. I, I think it's uh, it's not without its problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are certainly some things that have not aged well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, generally, it's, it is, a, as, I, I like the way you put it, a good, fun romp. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, it, and it's a good character piece. There's some really yes. good characters in it. And there's a, lot, there's a lot to see, a lot to enjoy. And yeah, I think you probably are right. It does... Spunk its load or something like that, and it it doesn't it doesn't quite <laughs> I don't remember that bit. It doesn't quite hit. It, I don't think it quite sticks the landing at the end. But um, but along the way, I had a wonderful, wonderful time. Cool. Well, there we go. That's our initial reactions. Uh, as you say, let's take a break, mm. uh, and then we'll come back and uh, have your challenge. Yeah, and then and we'll do then... some shots. <sighs> And we're back. Part two of Darren and Matt's 80s adventure where we are looking at trading places. No, no, no. Trading uh, places, we indeed. Are, yeah. Yeah. But, but we're not. But we're not trading but places. But we're not, luckily. Yeah, so anyway, yes, uh, long-term listeners to the long-time listeners. Long-term? Term? Time? Term? Time? 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 Term? People that have listened before. Yeah, anyone that's listened before <laughs> will know. Uh, anyone that hasn't, won't. At this point in the podcast, Matt has a challenge to give us the synopsis of the film. And he has a time limit. That time limit is as many seconds as the film has minutes. Mm-hmm. So, Monsieur Mathieu, yeah. what is the running time of this film? It is one hour and 56 minutes. Fuck me, that's long, in it? So you have one minute, 56 seconds to give us the synopsis. Are you ready? Oh, yes, I am. Then let's have the jingle. And if you're still ready, go. 
Lewis Winthorpe III is living the dream. He works for the Duke Brothers. He's a member of a country club of sorts, and he has the best butler in the form of Coleman, and he gets to have sexy time with his girlfriend, Penelope, in the front room. Winthorpe takes some documents to the country club to be signed, and upon leaving bumps into a down-on-his-luck Billy Ray Valentine. He wrongly accuses Valentine of trying to steal his briefcase, and a chase into the club begins. As Valentine is being arrested, the Duke's scheme a wager, which would see Valentine and Winthorpe trading places. They frame Winthorpe for theft, and they have his reputation completely tarnished, and he is arrested. All the while, they bail out Valentine and move him into Winthorpe's house. Winthorpe is pity taken on by Ophelia, dude, who was paid a hundred bucks to help in the eventual downward spiral of him. And she takes him back to her apartment and says that he can help her turn her money into a lot more money. In the meantime, Valentine becomes a successful trader in a matter of days, and Winthorpe resorts to dressing up as Santa and trying to frame Valentine as he'd been framed. The Duke's bet is over and they exchange the dollar and a bunch of exposition in the toilet, unaware that Valentine is listening to the whole thing. Valentine tracks down Winthorpe and they hatch a plan to ruin the Dukes by stealing the illegal copy of the crop report that's being delivered to them by Clarence Beaks, played by Paul Gleason, who's keeping up his streak for playing the most memorable dicks of the 80s. Winthorpe, Valentine, Ophelia and Coleman dress up and get on a train and make the switch, but Beaks catches them and takes them up the train, Wee! where he ends up being hit by a gorilla and put in a cage with said gorilla while wearing a very bad gorilla costume. Suited and booted, Winthorpe, Winthorpe Valentine take Ophelia, Ophelia and Coleman's money and go to the stock exchange where they not only make a fortune but ruin the dukes at the same time we leave our cast of characters sipping drinks on a beach on a yacht and i guess money really does buy happiness okay <laughs> i have to say it did make me laugh when you said about having sexy time with penelope mm. in the front room do you think he's ever had sexy time with her in the, in the uh... back room <laughs> 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 anyway, just remind us, how long was the film? Uh, 156. So you have one minute 56 seconds. You did it in, drum roll. One minute 52, dead on. Wow. Yeah, nice. I, thought, I was hoping you were going to do 156 this week. Mm. Oh, well, never mind. I shall drink. Right, there we are. Mm. Ooh! Well, there we go. That's the... Uh, Synopsis. Uh, let's go deeper into the film. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's um, it's it's a funny little beast, isn't it? It is. Um, quickly before we get in there, I do have a couple of alternates. Oh, okay, uh, not many, right? But I didn't know originally uh, that this was going to be a uh, a vehicle for Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Yeah. Yeah, you the, can old see that. The, the old guard. The old guard, yeah. I mean, they yeah. were everywhere, weren't they? I remember seeing no evil, hear no evil. Yeah. But uh, Coleman was, uh, so apparently Gilgood, John Gilgood, and Ronnie okay. Barker were offered that part. I'd have loved to have seen Gonny. Gon- <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fucking laughs> I'd have loved to have seen Ronnie Barker play him. Imagine that. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Although I guess you probably would have turned into it. A Gurner as well, like uh, Eddie Murphy does. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but a very funny man. And uh, Ray uh, Milland, or Milland? No. I don't know. I think he's a very old school actor. He was the first choice for Mortimer Duke. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So th- those are some of the alternates. Right. Nice. nice. Yeah. It is an oddball. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't dislike it no. at all. I think it's really, really good. Up to a point. I think it's a very, very good vehicle for Eddie Murphy, uh-huh. who is... Fucking hilarious. There's no two ways about it. 
when he first starts off in the film, he is so funny. And it's, mm. it's almost, I guess, uh, John Landis has just said, just do your thing. I just had the biggest smile on my face when uh, it's when the cops approach him mm-hmm. and then they pick him up. <laughs> And he just slowly puts his legs down. <laughs> it's really... And for only his second movie performance. Yeah. It's because John Landis hadn't heard of him, had he? he, he it, um, he'd just done 48 Hours. Mm. And I think it was on previews or something like that. And the studio mentioned Eddie Murphy to him. He said, I don't know who that is. Because he, he doesn't... I hadn't apparently watched Saturday Night Live. Um, so yeah, as, as only a second movie performance. I think he's absolutely superb. But that's fucking hilarious. His stuff about... Uh, when he's talking to the woman, he grabs a coat. Yes, okay, by today's standards, it wouldn't happen because no. it's it's it's, you know, it's sexual harassment. And then calling her a bitch, just call, <laughs> oh, it's just too funny. It's too funny. He he is very very funny in this rut. Yeah, I mean, great comedic timing. Yeah. Really great comedic timing. And and Dan Aykroyd though as well. I mean, he is. Well, I love, he I love Dan Aykroyd. He's not he, funny. But I, he's, I don't think he's meant to be funny. No, he's a horrible wanker. So that's it. So mm. the redemption, I mean, let's not tear it apart too quickly, but well, let's do it. Um, <laughs> he does get redeemed very quickly. Do you think so? Well, no, I don't think he redeems himself at all. There's a bit of redemption in that. Isn't he becomes more human? Like he becomes an acceptable human being as opposed to... Do you think so? Well, I think so, yeah. I don't think he learns a lesson at all. He learns that, look, if you lose your money, you can go and live with someone for a couple of weeks and then, you know, get all your money back. But he's still a dickhead then when he wakes up in his bed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It, yeah, that, that, that's the, the thing for me. I'm not sure the characters actually learn anything apart from Valentine. Well, Valentine, he amazingly... <laughs> <laughs> so they sit him down and and school him like a child and mm-hmm. say, so, so look, like you had with breakfast, this is this. So I was like, really? Yeah. And within, I don't know, I mean, I think, because the whole film's set over what, apart from the ending, mm. the whole film's set over about a week? I, I, I don't know. I, to me, it's not clear. Obviously, as, as you said, the, 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 the stock exchange thing's on the 2nd of January. Mm. But apart from that... But it's, he's it, working on Christmas Eve. Uh, it's yeah. probably about a week before Christmas mm-hmm. when they first start the film, so it's Maybe. not. Maybe, yeah. 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 It's uh, a very quick transformation from basically a bum to a stock exchange genius. Yeah, like, don't do this. And yeah. then, I mean, yeah, anyway. Yeah, um, so that's a shortcoming of the film. But it, it's very, very funny. Uh, it's it's a, a, a twist on Prince and the Pauper, the Mark Twain book. Uh, and and it's, it is very, very much that 80s thing of mm. greed is good. I'm, I'm assuming we'd had Wall Street by then, have we? Or was that later? Uh, no, Wall Street, I think it was 88, 89. Right, you see, I've never seen Wall Street. I haven't since it first came out. I but think. I suppose it is that whole, yeah, that yuppie culture. It's the start of the yuppie culture. The start of the yeah. yuppie culture that came out of the 80s. Yeah, the, the greed is good, the, the, the screw people over, make as much money as you can. Thatcher being an absolute bitch. Uh, I can't remember any of the film at all. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a problem with the the. Although, see, I'm not sure what the film is trying to trying to say, because uh, it obviously has a, a whole race and class versus privilege message. Yeah, yeah. If it is a message, but then it doesn't really seem to get resolved. I guess the Dukes get their payoff; they get their comeuppance. Mm. But it's it's not it's not wholly satisfying. Because as I say, um, Winthorpe doesn't really get a comeuppance. 
at the end of the film, he's back where he was. I suppose, I mean, I suppose his comeuppance is he's been through the ringer, but it wasn't, but it, doesn't it didn't change him. him. Yeah, no, it, it it's not learn. like, it's, it, okay, it's not like your Scrooge moment. Exactly, exactly. Where he comes back and goes, yeah, I was a dick. Yeah, which, I mean, we don't know because there wasn't a third installment after coming to America. Maybe the Dukes have learned their lesson. Yeah, maybe. Again, we don't know. Um, but I, I don't know. I suppose my only redemption thing would be he seemed to soften around uh, Ophelia. Well, who wouldn't? Oh, yeah. Actually, no. Well, uh, well. Quite the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but she was, so, I mean, she was just lovely to him. She was, I mean, so nice. Yeah. She's definitely got a business head on. Got a business head, um, but she's still, she's got that heart. I think she does. Yeah, she's, I don't want to say the tart with the heart thing because it is, is, is very much a business thing arrangement at first at first but i think she does fall in love with him well, it's I the think... fact that she turned her client away yeah. and then just got into bed with her boobies out i mean yeah it's a lot of gratuitous boobies in the 80s there's film, no yeah? such thing as gratuitous right okay so that the... was what you told me <laughs> did i well, at the first when we first started this no such thing as pointless boobs okay 80s films always had it was gratuitous yeah. boobs. it was the party that's so i know we're jumping all over the place but yeah. i think there's certain scenes could have been completely trimmed mm-hmm you didn't need to be an hour and 56. No, definitely not. Uh, with a bit of retooling, this film could be just brilliant. Now, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I really liked it yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think I think some some retooling. I would like to have seen more of a, a redemption arc for Ackroyd's character. Yeah. Uh, a learning... Um, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that scene in the in the in the jail is so funny. It's too funny. Again, it's it's Eddie Murphy just, yeah. just doing his thing, isn't it? Oh, it was the repetition of that guy just going, yeah, yeah. I found that brilliant. For me, the, the line that that slaughtered me the other night was the throwaway line, you two Barry White looking motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> But here's the thing. So just with a critical eye on it, mm. if they'd have uh, they'd, they'd had the payoff at the bar when yep. the guys came up and they were like, well, yeah, my little was outside. And then you know, Dan and sort of gives yeah. him a little nod. You didn't need to have the party scene after that. I don't think. I, I think I, I disagree. I think you do. Because what, to you see s- his change? You see him change from, whoa, hang on. Actually, this is my place now. Mm. Fuck off. You're just freeloaders. But it's a very quick change from trying to steal this stuff earlier. Yeah. But again, I guess if you drag it out too much, you're going to end up with a fucking four hour long film. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, so I did like that. It's because it had boobies, right? And, and a great song from Sylvester. <laughs> Do you want to fuck with me? Uh, so I, I, yes. And boobies. Yeah. There, there are a lot. Right. There's lots of things to enjoy in this film. Um, how do you right, question? How do you feel about how it ends then? In terms of the, that, the final scene? Well, because I, I, I found myself watching it and I thought, shit, this film doesn't feel an hour 56 because mm. the, f- the first hour and 20 fucking bolts yeah. along. It and absolutely bolts along. Fucking anchors just mm. slam on and not very much happens. I'm still a bit confused as a, the, the stuff on the train with the, the briefcase. So Eddie Murphy swaps the briefcase. Yeah. So they've now got the crop report. Yes. And he's got a fake crop report. Uh, well, here's, uh, that's what I thought. But then I think, I think they, they swapped the briefcase. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in that one. And he gives the briefcase to Dan Ackroyd in the toilet. So he then swaps the crop report for a fake crop report and right. then takes the briefcase back in to swap it back over. Now he's done that. Okay, because, that makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm assuming that because I'm guessing they didn't know. I mean, although it was identical briefcases, they could have maybe... And they also talked about it being orange juice 
before all that anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe just get rid of that and put in a fake crop report and just swap the briefcases and fuck off. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, don't yeah. Know. Um, that would save 20 minutes. But it didn't... It, I mean, I, I get what they were going for, but mm. that that scene is one of the scenes that doesn't hold up at all. No, it, it's it's no. embarrassing, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, it, it, isn't it just? It's. I mean, it's great when she walks in in her lederhosen and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, apparently the only reason she did a <laughs> yes. Swedish accent was because she couldn't do an Austrian one. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair enough. Yeah, I, I I I get that completely. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. You know, that is funny. Yeah, uh, but it, do you know what? It's, that I didn't really mind. It was when <laughs> it's when they had Dan Aykroyd with blackface. Yeah. I just, I mean, I'm pretty sure it wasn't funny then, but now it's just really, really cringy. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, Daz, I was watching it by myself, and I mm, went, "Ooh, yeah." There it's were, really uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, there were three moments like that for me. Which actually is going to take me into my my low lights. So okay, well then I'll do that. Um, my first low light is how uncomfortable certain parts of the film made me feel. Uh, and as, as I say, there were there were it was the racism. I sort of I I understand it in certain parts where certain characters say things. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, going uh, flipping it to, to something else. I was expecting a line about you know these guys are faggots, right? Or whatever the line was. Yeah. I expect it because that's, uh, I guess that's sort of street talk and he's a street And it, guy. it was a very 80s saying. And very much uh, an 80s We've covered saying. it in other episodes. We're we not, have. We don't like it, but it's... But when it comes to the racism part, and as you're saying, I, I think I agree, I, I almost, not that it makes it acceptable, but I almost, as characters, expected it from the Dukes. Oh, completely. Because they're old bastards, they are nasty, they're uncaring, they're cynical, they are bored they are so bored with doing fuck all you can tell it yeah so when they're in there they're in the bathroom is that, is that what you're going to talk about uh, um yeah but uh so, so yeah so i i expected their sort of their lesser n-word discussions mm. but it, yeah when it comes to that line in the in the toilets i wouldn't allow her yeah to run be the head of the company that really made me go what but you know that what? was a I, real sucker punch. It was a sucker punch, but I think that that's one of the ones that should be left in because that is, as oh, you say, that is them. Needs yeah. to be left in. As harsh as it is, for me, the one that really, really ruined it was when Winthorpe r- wakes up in in his bedroom and he thinks it's all been a dream, and he says, "Oh yeah, there was this." Yes, yeah, yeah. And that was like, ah, okay, that changes the film for me slightly, a little bit, because then they almost normalise it as as a younger person in the eighties. When it, it was you know, luckily becoming unacceptable as it is, it made him a bit too. I don't and know. He's it, meant to have had the redemption by then as well. That's the well, other thing. Forget all that. He's a younger guy. He's not of that generation. He no, shouldn't but he's be been using... raised, but but he's in those circles. If you I look get at that. Look but... at the country club he goes to. Yeah. I, I looked around. I was like, is everybody that works at the? It's not a country club, but it's yeah, yeah the club, the gentleman's, the club. gentleman's club. I was like, yeah. is everybody? that works here black and everybody that goes here white. And I was yeah. like, shit, they've actually, I mean, that's going to be a conscious but I decision. Did lo- well, that's what I thought as well, which could, could, uh, refers to one of my first names. I wasn't sure what the film was trying to do because I think it is trying to show that off. If you look at the beginning, all of the, the people of color are going to work on buses. Mm-hmm. All of the white people are going to work on fucking trains. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a, an interesting, I, I quite like that dichotomy, but it never really got exploited to its fullest extent. I suppose, but like you say, in the country club and the gentleman's club, 
all of the, the people were white and all of the other the servers were black, mm. which would have been great a great social commentary. But I'm just not sure that it's fully rounded and you know showing it in your face I'm, that this is how it is. I suppose the fact is, I mean, maybe it landed better. Almost forty years yeah, ago. Maybe. That's the thing. Maybe. It's nearly this film is nearly forty years old. Yeah, and that's not an excuse. I'm just saying, but it sits. I mean, I think we both had the same reaction. It's some of that stuff really sat uncomfortably with yeah. me. Yeah, as I say, the the bit that sat uh, uncomfortably the most was Winthorpe waking up in the bed and and, and then blacking up and then blacking on the up. Train. Yeah, that's it. So that was my first low light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it, I, it, we can almost. Uh, so the language uh, and the you know, the blacking up is one of my low lights as well. So we we've actually just combined that cool. Cool. into one there. To be okay. fair, that is that was my f- in fact that's the first thing I wrote down either highlight or low light because yeah. it was it was very prominent for me. I was like, oh. but it's mm. also it it's, it sets it up as though it's going to be this this. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe they were. That was what they were trying to do in the 80s. Maybe. And hold a, a mirror to, to, to that. I'm not sure it works looking at it with 2022 eyes. Well, 2022 yeah. eyes. But yeah, we haven't said that in a while. No. Uh, but also, yeah, I think just a, a nip and a tuck there. If you take out some of that and you keep so, so mm. the, the, the bathroom conversation in, man, that becomes that, that, that would then punch even harder. Yes. Know? Yeah, yeah. And it's horrible. Me and Seth sat there on Thursday night watching, going, oh, oh, God, it just, it sounds so, and it's one word, one little word. One word, but yeah, but it's fucking it hell. It's horrible. Yeah, it really is. Uh, anyway, enough virtue signaling, <laughs> I, I guess, but that's, but it's not, because that's the way it made me feel. Um, anyway, my second low light was the train sequence. Mm-hmm. Fuck me, it goes on forever. It's dumb, it's really stupid. It's it's badly filmed. It's badly edited. You know, the, the, the two gormless guards, postal men, whatever they are, one minute they're at the party covered in um, confetti, then they're back in the, the compartment with the gorilla, absolutely clean, and then they're back in the party again. It's And it's also, it's not funny. Belushi is not funny. No, I think he's... I, I think he's just... Shoehorned in just for no cameoed reason. Cameoed and, yeah. It's, you know, the... the which means something different now. <laughs> yeah. The gorilla thing is not funny. It's childish. It's that almost university sense of humor, Saturday Night Live stupidity that just is there for no reason. What would you have done differently? How would, how would you have done... How would they have got the crop applause, right? I'm, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but is there a, a cleaner way, a quicker way? Uh, um, actually, I probably would have utilized Coleman. To maybe not take him out, take out Beaks, but get rid of Beaks somehow. There could have been, yeah, Coleman, Coleman yeah. following Beaks yeah. and like doing a little uh, secret all mission. All he has to do is lock him yeah. up until after the second of January. See, that's already better. Yeah, and I gave you ten seconds to prep <laughs> for that. So I don't know, but I, I mean, Denim Elliott. No, 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 fantastic. I, look, the train scene is the weakest of bar Jamie Lee Curtis in Leyden Hosen. Uh, it, it is, <laughs> and it's silly because also the gorilla doesn't work. It really doesn't. No, it doesn't. It, it's neither of them. Um, it's I mean, just it, it, silly. I guess I guess back in the eighties as well. That was a that was a funny joke. Oh, look at them. One looks really horny, and then you see his eyes, and it, yeah. it, that great that raised a little chuckle with me. But also, Paul Gleason, man, playing a dick in every single eighties yeah. film. 
Yeah. I know, but he, but he he's, he's fucking good though. He's always good at yeah. it, right? Yeah. So I just every, so we've we've covered him in Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. We've covered him in Die Hard. Mm-hmm. He's he's literally pissing over everybody in the eighties. <laughs> God rest but his that soul. Speech that he gives uh, in the Gentlemen's Club uh, when you know when mm. Winthorpe is being fingered, as it were. Yes, he is. Uh, he is right? <laughs> he's oh, he's so good. He's so reliable, so dependable. He's fantastic. I mean, the man was a legend. Yeah. He was an absolute yeah, legend. Absolutely. Bless Let's have a drink to Paul Gleason. Yeah, to Paul Gleason. Um, my. So that's my. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, my sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, my, my second low light was. I just. I just. As I say, the first hour 20 just rocketed along. Yep. It slowed down. And then it just felt like the ending was a little abrupt. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, we've done it. There. You know, I mean, the fuck off was brilliant. You know, like, <laughs> fuck off. Um, but then it was just like, you know, they're on a beach and that's it. You know, mm. it's it's like, I just, I don't know. I just wanted maybe to revel in the glory a bit more. So the ending felt really, really, really abrupt. Yeah. So that is my low light. As in, I've been on the journey with these. I just wanted to take this time to celebrate because we've, the good guys have won. So yeah. I wanted to celebrate a bit more well, with good them. guy. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, that was my second low light. Is okay. the ending was a little abrupt. Okay, uh, the highlights then. Um, my first highlight, it, it's John Landis's eye. I think his eye for a shot is it's outstanding. Mm-hmm. Some of the, the, the I mean that 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 shot from a high don't know if it's a crane shot or what in the gentleman's club when they're all processing in. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. Good. He makes Philadelphia look. Stunningly beautiful, doesn't he? To the point where I said, "says I want to go to Philadelphia." I really do want to go really to Philadelphia, do. though. Um, yeah, his his montage shots are, are superb. Montage, montage. <laughs> uh, one of the shots as well, where um, Beeks is waiting outside a, a, a store, and the Dukes are in the window, and he says, "Is that him?" Yeah, yeah, and said, yeah. You know, he's shooting beaks from up high and the dukes from just under the wind. It's it's little it things like that. So it well, really yeah. works really, really well. I think his eye for a shot is it's almost second to none and it flows along really well. His, his you know, letting Eddie Murphy have his head, as it were, to to <laughs> expel <laughs> <laughs> to run with the comedy oh, stuff. Uh I just think the director of this film is He's up there, and that's a real highlight for me. Okay, well, I'm actually going to do this highlight then because that feeds into what uh, you were talking about. Okay, my uh, one of my highlights is the production detail in this mm-hmm. film. So even down to little things like the Duke's ties, and you know, they're like one's always wearing a bow tie, one's yeah. wearing a tie, but they're always exactly the same. The sets, and well, I just say sets, but some of the locations. Mm. Like you look around the office, you look around the house, you look around everything, and everything is so well put together. The the attention to detail is fucking brilliant in yeah. in, in the production design. Costumes, costumes are brilliant, and they're iconic as well. I mean, they they've turned a, a Santa Claus outfit into an a, an outfit you could potentially wear to an eighties festival. It's horrible. Yeah, it's a real horrible <laughs> look. It's, it's almost up there with bad Santa. But you could almost go to an eighties festival mm. with a dirty Santa outfit, dirty with, horrible, with <laughs> some sort of un- unnamed meat in your beard, <laughs> and people would know where you're from. You know? Yeah. 
So, yeah. it, it, so there was there was there was fun stuff like that. I just I found myself going shit. They have, I mean, all props to the people that designed mm, the costumes and yeah. the, the set dresses, whatever else, because yeah. it looked absolutely brilliant. You, yeah. you can't fault them at all. No, not at all. I agree. Nice. Uh, okay, my second highlight is Denim Elliott. <laughs> he it's such a and I'm maybe it wasn't maybe it was just get the script and do what he thinks is the right thing but it seems to be such a studied it's a nuanced performance to the bit where he or to the point where he can with just one look mm-hmm. can almost break your heart I, I know the look you're talking about as when well. Winthrop's at the door at the door and yeah. it's, it's also like who are you blah 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 if you don't take yourself away I'll call the police and he has that little look sort of it's the second time. The second time yeah. he knocks, he says like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." Go, and then you just you see that you little. See that? Yeah, I don't want to be a part of this. And he, yeah, he's out of all of them, he's probably the most human, humanized character. He is just, I don't know. He's he's, but he's also really funny. He's caring. He's unwilling to be a part of the the Dukes' stupid little game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ends up with a sexy young lady at the end. And ends up with a very sexy young lady at the end. Uh, and I just think he's absolutely superb in this. I concur. I love him. Absolutely love him. That's, honestly, we, we've been doing this too long together. <laughs> my my second highlight, uh-huh. I've, I've put the supporting cast because it, it's, I didn't just put Denim Elliott, but I did put especially the Dukes. Mm. I really, I, I really like the Dukes. Uh, they're, they're fantastic. They they're, play the parts very, very they well. They are such good actors. I mean, yeah, I don't like the Dukes as Characters, characters but, yeah. but the actors that play them is you know they are well they should be really rough fucking legends exactly yeah absolute yeah. legends but it's that little it's you know it's it's even the take where they was he's he's chucked the um what's he he's, oh the money clip the money clip yes. and he's, he's trying to juggling it. it and they they both stay they in characters with it. So they, they kept just it go in. with it yeah. yeah yeah and and it's uh, particularly Don Ameshi as well because you you see he's getting really pissed off mm. when uh, when Valentine is doing so well. It's just little little looks that he's giving again, and very nuanced performance. Uh, so I say it's supporting cast because you know you got the Dukes, you got yeah you know, Denim Elliott, mm-hmm. th- those sort of characters. They yeah. are just they are gold. Apart from Penelope, who's dreadful. Yeah, but then uh, Penelope is meant to be Penelope, who's just just vacuous. <laughs> Ain't that true? Ain't that truth? Ain't that? And in truth? fact, I think I think one of uh, Penelope's friends is Jamie Lee Curtis' yes, sister. Muffy. Muffy. Or Buffy yeah. or I mean everyone loves a bit Tuffy. of Muffy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, that can fucking go by the way. The uh the little song they all <sighs> sing. I'm like, "Oh fuck." But off. it does but again it shows exactly what sort of twat yeah, Winthorpe is. To, yeah, but do we need to hear that entire song? Honestly, as I'm thinking about doing edits a bit, we can get it down oh. to an hour 30. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, see? See? <laughs> hour 30. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, supporting nice. cast is an absolute highlight. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's our highlights and lowlights. Anything else to add about the film? No, let's look at the music, man. Okay. Wow. Mm. What a fucking score. It really struck me today. Yeah. Uh, so I was watching it again today, mm-hmm. and it's just the way they use lots of different stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, that, I mean you're going to say it more eloquently, but I was like, <laughs> yeah, they no, use. No, I have nothing else to add. <laughs> nothing else to add, Your Honor. That's it. They just use stuff. Um, <laughs> um, composed and adapted, I guess, is the best way to put it. 
uh, by Elmer Bernstein, who's worked with John Landis a few times. Yeah, and we've had him. We've had him on a few films. So good to see. As soon as I saw his name pop up, I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." Yeah, he's superb. I mean, I, I again, just because I was bored the other day and had not much to do, uh, I watched American Wealth in London, another John Landis film, and he's the composer of that. And again, it's 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 phenomenal, but a completely different type of score. He has such an ear for these things, as John Landis has the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, but this score is just... I mean, it starts with the, the Marriage of Figaro overture. Yes. Which is an amazing... I mean, I've, I've loved it. I think the first time I heard any of it, really, was in Willy Wonka. Uh-huh. That bit... When it opens the Wonka room. But it's, the it, room. for me, it's synonymous with this film. Yeah, Absolutely. And he takes it and fucking runs with it. There's so many different variations. Oh, so he of this. did an orchestration of this then? No, I think this. Well, I don't. Know I didn't know if this was like stock or the the, they... the the very opening of the film. Yeah. is the overture. It's the overture from Marriage. But is it is it Bernstein Bern, Bernstein's band? Uh, like, yeah, are they doing it or is it is it? I, I guess it's their recording. I guess right, okay. rec- well, you know, it's it's out of copyright, so you can do what the fuck you want with it mm-hmm. without paying for it. Uh, but he also there's variations of it all the way through the film and there's also variations of people you can hear from from Haydn Elgar the the Dukes' theme when you first see them and they're walking down it's a variation of Land of Hope and Glory it's fucking awesome yeah I heard Uh, that Pomp and Circumstance which also appears throughout the film as well by the way I love the fact that a podcast about two guys getting pissed and talking about a film suddenly goes yes and Elgar (laughs) (laughs) don't you know what 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 but there's so much there but the contrasting bits, like yeah. Sylvester and Jingle Bell Rock, they're mm-hmm. so contrasting. It's it's two different sides of a coin. It's so, again, like Trading Places, like the two guys. They are different sides of the coin. It's just such a clever score. It's big. It's bold. It's orchestral. It's beautiful. It's really good. Would you get it? I would. Okay. 100% I would. I'd love to. So I am on the lookout. All right, then. Yeah. If you do have this on record and you'd yeah. like to send it to Darren, then please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Donate it for free. That's fine. Uh, but there's so much Mozart in there. There's the string quartet as well and uh, for the for the club. Oh, I say the string quartet. The, the 19th string quartet. Oh, well, yeah. You need all that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, the Andante <laughs> Cantabile. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what that's what it's called. The the second movement. You're an Atlantic Cabaret. Yeah, you are. Sure. No, it is good music. It is it is great, and it is part of it. It's really such a good part of it. It's very clever, very very clever, beautifully orchestrated, beautiful variations on themes that you already know, and it's there. It's it's pretty much constant throughout the film. It's very good. I do remember because as soon as Land of Hope and Glory kicked in, mm. I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, it's the variation for the Dukes that I really like. Really like, cool. There we go. That's uh, well. That's our very short breakdown of the film. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Right, let's, uh, let's take a break. Maybe should we get some more shots lined up for the next section? I, I need a pee. I know that. Much. All right. Okay. We'll see you in a sec. And, and we're, we're back. back. Part three of Darren and Matt's Hades adventure, where we've just been discussing chickens' assholes during the break. So, um. So this is part oh, three where yeah, we yeah. will be then quizzing each other about the whole process. Uh, well, the whole process? The, the whole, whole film, process. The whole film and uh, also summing up. But I do have... Oh, God. I do have more shots. I must say I'm feeling fuzzy. Yeah, me too. All right. 
So again, Darren, you get the choice. I don't want the choice. You have the choice. Would you like my left hand or would you like my right hand? <laughs> you, you tart. Um, oh, let's see. Either you've missed, missed, mixed it up mm-hmm. or you've just gone down the same fucking route. Well, you have to make that choice, don't you? Uh, okay. Take a small phrase. Second time's a charm. Right hand. Okay. Right, and three, two, one, go. Oh, you fucking <laughs> bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Darren had the fireball for the second time in the oh. round. I thought you might go that way. Oh, you shitbag. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might go that way, so yeah, I kept it the same. Do you like fireball yet? No, and I think I'm going to hate it even more tomorrow morning. I think my toilet's going to hate it more tomorrow morning. Right. <laughs> Take one hell of a pound in. Woohoo! <laughs> right, so let's, uh, why don't we quiz each other? So are we starting again now? No, this is the, oh, the final. This is the final. Yeah. Uh, well, it's time for the quiz. It's the... <laughs> Eyes down for a full house. As it stands, I'm sorry. I just love seeing you in pain. Bastard! <laughs> oh, that actually really reacts with my gum. With a... oh yeah. So oh, I've got tooth pain. I can't ever have another fireball. Fuck you! <laughs> right. Anyway, back to the podcast. As it stands, on mm-hmm. this group of ten, obviously this is the last quiz of this group of ten. Yeah. So as it stands, yeah. uh, the score is. Um, just let me. Carry the three. As it stands, uh, at the nine episodes we've had so far, it's eight one. And and uh, did we just check who that's to? I think that's me. I think it might be me. Uh, uh, it might be. Uh, no, it's to me. Okay. So as it stands, it's eight one to me. <laughs> Being an even of an episode, I get to go. I mean, first. It's going to be nice and quick, at least. That's what she said. Uh, so I get to ask the first question. Question one. Yeah. What is Penelope's relationship to the Dukes? She is their grandniece. Correct. One to you. I mean, I've watched this film 47 times this week. <laughs> um, thank you for that question. My first yeah, question. You're welcome. My first question for you then. It That probably popped an awful lot. Uh, how much was mm. Winthorpe's watch valued at retail? The retail value of Winthorpe's watch. I mean, we know that he gets offered $50 for it. $6,000? Is that your final answer? Yeah. It's relatively close, but you are $955 out. Oh, okay. $6,955. I'd have given it to you for $6,900 okay. or $7,000. Hey, but... hey, if it was a wrong answer, it was a wrong answer. Yeah. Okay, so that's 2 nil to you. Fucking hell, that's a first. Um, I think you're just not trying this week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Right. In the Dukes' car, mm-hmm. there are two clocks that we see. Yeah. Two time zones. Yeah. What are the time zones? I, I'm going to have to punt on this because I, I saw them and I, is it, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say London and, I don't know, Shanghai. Is that your final answer? Yeah. 
Hong Kong and Kuwait. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Bizarrely, Kuwait. I don't know why. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Mm. I think you'll get this because I think it's something you will observe. Right. Because it's, it's not only shown, but it's talked about. What year was the Heritage Club established? 1776? Perfect. Yes, oh. that is it. Yeah. I, I thought there might be something you would have paid attention yeah. to. I, I remember the, the and the slogan, yeah. And then okay. they say, oh, this this club has been open for... Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, at the end of uh, two questions each, it's two points each. Mm. Question three for you. What two locations does Billy Ray say he was stationed in in Nam? Um, no idea. I, I, there's, I wouldn't even like to make a guess because for me, he was just making noise. Exactly. He was, he was, he was, was so making funny. shit up. Uh, Sambang and Dangong. Okay. Which I'm guessing one of those was supposed to be Danang. Yeah. <laughs> but that made me giggle a lot. Okay, then, Darren. Okay. When the Dukes are in the Heritage Club, yeah. Mortimer is reading the Wall Street Journal. Right. What is being advertised on the back of the Wall Street Journal? Oh, I remember I one. I think, yeah, you might get this. Was it a whiskey? Uh, a whiskey. I don't know. That was the other magazine. Oh, okay. Then, so no. it was the Apple II. Oh, yes, of course it fucking was. Okay, then. Uh, no, no. <laughs> After three questions each, it's three points each, which means we come to sudden death. Question four for you. In the opening montage, we visit a shop. Do we? What brand was the peanut butter in the shop? You're a cunt. Um, <laughs> is that your final answer? No, that's <laughs> definitely not a peanut butter brand. Um, uh, do you know what? My mind is even escaping any peanut brand, but peanut, <laughs> peanut butter brand. <laughs> I can take a punt at. So I'm going to say Jif. Okay. Is that your final answer? Yeah. The peanut butter brand was. <laughs> Landis. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> he likes his little Easter eggs. Right. He likes his little looks to camera as well, which we've t- discussed before, didn't we? Okay. okay. Ophelia. Yeah. She's lovely, isn't she? Ooh, yeah. How much money has she saved? Oh. It's 40 something, isn't it? Uh, is it? $42,000? What's your final answer? $42,000. Correct. Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, there we go. You've done it. <laughs> I'm not glad. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, you are gloating. You are absolutely That's gloating. That's 9 1. That's the best I've ever done. Yeah, it's the best I've ever done. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. Nobody likes a sore loser, Mr. Matthew. <laughs> I mean, I'm a bit sore after 70 episodes, but 70 yeah. episodes, and you've not won a single group of 10. No. Nope. Same. Just saying. Yes, because where on earth in uh, Vietnam did Eddie Murphy say that he served, for <laughs> fuck's sake? Dang bang, dang gong. <laughs> anyway, yes, uh, some other questions. Uh, the Salvation Army, we see them also in the opening montage. They have a sign. What does the sign say? Help. Sharing is caring. What's the top price the pork belly goes for? Or reaches before they... I don't know why I'm even trying to think. I, I, I could probably get there eventually, but I don't know, 67. 76.25. And how much does he say 
they've made because of waiting? Uh, $40,000. $347,000. Right. Uh, what's the number of Winthorpe's house? Uh, it's a four one, isn't it? It's four. Is it four? Four two seven oh six or something. Twenty fourteen. Uh, what was Billy Ray arrested for? Oh, lots of stuff. Um, resisting arrest. Yep. Uh, attempted theft or something. Yep. Like, yeah, attempted yeah. robbery. Yep. Yeah. Um, and assault. Yep. Uh, how long were the were Duke and Duke in business? Forty seven years. Forty seven years. Uh, when Winthrop is thrown out of the bank, what sculpture is outside? Uh, David. The giant clothed peg. And what level of the car park did the Dukes meet Beaks? I don't know, but it was the orange level. There was there was something there. Yeah, level D. And my Oh, yeah, of course it was D, because yeah. I left it when <laughs> they met him on the D. And uh, when Billy is in, in jail, he has no bruises. Why? Because... If you're into martial arts, you bruise internally. You know, so you don't show your, yep. you don't Karate show your weakness. Men bruise on the inside. Yeah, yeah. That's my other questions. Okay, I have. How much did the Dukes pay for the vase? Oh, thirty-six thousand dollars. Thirty-five. Thirty-five. What was the poster seen on Ophelia's wall? Oh, it's the same as in every fucking film. If it's see you next Wednesday. Yep. How old is Ophelia? Oh, twenty-six. Twenty-four. Oh, okay. Um, fucking hell, she's a fast <laughs> And what number did she live at? Can you tell which scene I watched over and over again? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know why. Um, uh, um, um, flat six, I don't know. Seven. Seven, okay. <laughs> yeah. No nice. Way. Okay. Well, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah, the yeah. quiz. Pardon? What? Huh? Pardon? <laughs> okay. And that's last rules at the bar, yeah. I guess so. Last orders at the bar, please. Last orders at the bar. So there we go. That's our little look at trading places. I just wouldn't say it's a little look, but yeah, that's our look. That's, okay, that's our look at trading. Places. I mean, it's not little, is it? It's <laughs> well. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, that's our look at training places. We've done the quiz, we've done everything. I guess it's time to sum up and give a score. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we said before, it's an even-numbered episode, so I go first. And I will say that I really like this film. There, it, it's actually... It, it, when you read some of the reviews on IMDb and other places, uh, a lot of people seem to think it's one of the funniest films ever made. And It's not. I, I would say that some bits of it are absolutely hilarious. Eddie Murphy at the start of the film, when he, you know, when he's given free reign with the with the police, and then when he's in the house and just pocketing things and and, and in in the car that this that scene where he says uh, he calls him Morte, uh, and Don Amici laughs. I think that's probably an improvised line. Mm. Uh, I love that, and it, it is very very funny. But there's a lot that then pulls me out of the film or makes me feel uncomfortable with the film. But it also, it's beautifully made. It's beautifully scored. And maybe I'm being too harsh for looking at it with, with eyes nearly 40 years later. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. in 83, it was a bit more cutting. And we thought, oh, shit. Maybe we shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because the early 80s were very different to the late 80s. True, true. Um, but it still doesn't alter the fact uh, that, you know, it, it's... Some of the language is... It's horrible. There's, there's no choice about it. It's fucking horrible. 
I mean, it, it did very well. It cost $15 million to make. Uh, domestically, it took $90 million and worldwide took $120 million at the box office. Which is great. I mean, because also, you look at... I did a little bit of research. I mean, $15 million today would be around about nearly mm-hmm. $50 million. So it's not a cheap film. No. You can no. tell that. You yeah. can see that yeah. in the production value. It looks great. And, the, and the, 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 the turns in the film are superb. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a weak one in there, really. Uh, they're all perfectly cast. Well, you don't like Penelope. I don't like Penelope, but this doesn't mean she's a bad actress. It might just be the way she's playing the part. I don't like. Really? I don't know. I prefer her in a lingerie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Uh, um, and it's. It, it, I think the script could have done with maybe one more pass, just to, to get rid of that shit on the train and maybe give them a proper redemption at the end or... Just something nicer to, to finish, a, a full stop, if you like. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they get it because the Duke's nasty, racist, cynical wankers. Winthrop is a twat, and he doesn't change. I think he's probably a twat at the end as well. It, it, he's had three weeks, maybe, of being out of the loop, and now he's cleared his name. He's probably gone straight back into the loop. And Well, and, I mean, I'm, assu- I'm assuming that by the end, it'll have been past April because they'll have sold their shares. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, but also, she she'd keep him in check. She doesn't take any shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I still get the feeling he's probably a smug cunt. That's the first C bomb this episode. No, I, <laughs> I did it earlier. <laughs> oh, did you? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, second C bomb this episode. Uh, I love the film. I find it really, really funny. I just think there are some bits that that don't stand up so well. But given all that, I still love the film, uh, and I'm going to give it a seven. Mm. really enjoyed it and it's one I'll go back to and watch again and again okay well yes so I'm, I'm there's a lot of points that you made there that are completely accurate I mean I'm not gonna talk for a long time about some of the things that, that I think are wrong with this because we, we've said it we, mm. we know mm. there's wrong stuff with this film we know that there is uh, stuff that actually it could be tidied it could be cut down 20 minutes you know the stuff on the train as you said mm-hmm. terrible uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in this film is fantastic. No, but also, you were talking <laughs> even last week about strong female characters yes. in films, and she's just brilliant. And yeah. I think I think even Landis had to fight for her because she was known for a like being a screen queen. queen. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she is she elevates this so much. Mm-hmm. And I think she's just charming in this film, as is Eddie Murphy and Demi Demi Those three are my. Three favorite characters, simple as so that. So it's you know th- there's a lot to like. Mm-hmm. The ending, yeah, it needs tidying, so it isn't perfect. So I look at last week, Lethal Weapon. I look at the week before, um, uh, Rambo. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, First Blood. First Blood. But we gave those around about an eight, and yeah. I thought, is this better than those? It's not, mm. but it's not far off. No, it's not far off. So I, I, without risk of sounding like I'm just copying what you're saying. A seven for me is a fair score in this mm-hmm. film. And will I watch it again? Yes, I bloody will, because yeah. it's a great film. We saw this film a couple of years ago, again, when we just finished recording a Christmas episode mm. at your yeah. house. Yeah, Sorry, your studio. And <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I will watch this again. I really like Trading Places. Mm. And yeah, it's a solid seven for me as well. Cool. Well, that's good. That's a, that's a 14 huh? Uh, and I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It's only 75%. 70%, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, absolutely. It's nearly 100%. Yeah, exactly. It's closer to 
to that than uh, Bachelor Party was. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so there we go. Yeah, really, really good. I, I enjoyed it. There's just a few things that I think should change. Yes, of course. But I guess that's going to be the same with a lot of the films. We, we, well, we, we have encountered that. Mm-hmm. 70 films, buddy. 70 films. Yeah. And uh, I have no intention of stopping yet. You? Yep. Okay, well, then that's the end of it. Uh, that's great. Thanks for listening to Darren and Matt's Adventure. Everything has a natural shelf life, I suppose. I want all the quizzes, so good night. <laughs> and that's why I'm quitting. Now, um, so how about we talk about next week? Oh, I thought you were quitting. Oh, yeah, whatever. Anyway, so the tagline for next week's film, Darren. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I like this tagline. Yeah. Just when he was ready for a midlife crisis, something unexpected came up puberty okay yeah so that is next yeah. week's film. um because i'm just about ready for a midlife crisis i think oh yeah <laughs> really? i don't want to go through puberty again <laughs> unless i get a better deal this time that's what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> if you cannot wait until next week then please uh check out our facebook page on uh wednesday or thursday you know whenever really? and uh and where the um where the trailer will be released <sighs> yeah the trailer will nice. be released so uh yeah well this this has been it's been lovely it's been great it's been and nice to do a, a, a another christmas film that's it christmasy we yeah. are getting more christmasy as we get towards christmas yeah Obvs. Uh, and don't forget please get in touch it's great to hear from you guys it's um, always lovely we keep forgetting to read things out sorry but you can get in touch with us via facebook or your uh email address which is podcast.adventure.com and don't forget if you head to patreon you can buy us a drink. It's always... and, well, actually, from our website, you can buy us a one-off beer. Oh, just, yeah, just buy us a just beer. Just buy us a one-off beer. As it comes to Christmas. An eggnog. Or an eggnog. Buy us an eggnog. <laughs> or a baby sham. Ooh, now you're talking. Now you're talking. Okay. Oh, but not fireball. Oh, no. Well, we're going to have some more fireballs later. Are you? Yes, you are. Oh, okay. So... okay. <laughs> what a That's, that was our That was our look at trading places. So, um, so Daz, anything else? <laughs> Uh, no, Matthew. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's all you can say. Okay. Well, until next time then, I've been Matt. And I am Darren. Cheersy! At number 10 this week, falling five places from last week's number five, it's The Beat and Can't Get You... Can't Get... Oh, fucking hell. Can't, can't get, get the, the words out. out. <laughs>